Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast brought to you by our friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The USCCA is about something bigger than just the right to bear arms. It's a resource to help you be ready for the before, during, and after of a self-defense incident. If you're not one of the 500,000-plus responsibly armed Americans who are proud USCCA members, then now is the time to explore USCCA membership. Click Learn More below right now to learn about life-saving education, industry-leading training, and self-defense liability insurance. Trust me, you don't want to wait until it's too late for this. Plus, it's 100% risk-free with the USCCA's money-back bulletproof guarantee. Guys and gals, the USCCA exists to help you avoid danger and keep your loved ones safe. Make the commitment today to responsibly protect yourself and your family. Join the United States Concealed Carry Association right now for instant access to industry-leading educational resources, expert-led training, and self-defense liability insurance. Get the peace of mind that you deserve. Click Learn More to activate your membership today. And remember, the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusion. And another great thing you get with membership to the United States Concealed Carry Association is their bi-monthly concealed carry magazine. And let me tell you, there's a lot of great information in here. I enjoy reading this magazine. This is the November to December episode, and it's Guns in the Media. And it also has a lot of great tips for the right type of concealed carry weapons that are out there. So please consider joining the United States Concealed Carry Association. It's December of 2022, and I thought about what I could share with you, the American people, in this time of Christmas, in this time of reflection, remembering about the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as well as the Festival of Lights, Hanukkah as well. But in thinking about December, instead of talking about the birth of Jesus, which is so important, that's the reason for the season, Instead of talking about the incredible miracle of the lights that continued on, and that's why we have the Hanukkah season, I thought that I'd tell three stories about American resolve, resilience, and triumph in face of 
abject and pure potential loss and tragedy. Because right now, I think that the American people are much in need of stories that remind them of their history, that rise us up in our spirits in this time. Many people look and see what is happening in our country, and they do feel despondent, dejected. But I don't want you to feel that way. Because American people, well, we've been there before. And we can rise up above all that seems against us right now. So three stories of December about American triumph over tragedy. I think the first story is really easy for us to remember. December the 7th of 1941, the day that will live in infamy. I remember sitting and talking with my dad, who ended up being a World War II veteran, serving his country, this great nation, at a time when it did not recognize him as being equal as to some other men. And my godfather, William Sticky Jackson, a Tuskegee Airman. But my dad taught, told me about that day, December the 7th, 1941, when they gathered around the radio down there in South Georgia. And they heard about what had happened. And they listened intently. On that day, which was a Sunday, when most of the sailors and soldiers, Marines that were there on the island of Hawaii in Pearl Harbor were just waking up. They were attacked by Imperial Japan. The entire United States Pacific Fleet, save just one carrier, were all there in Pearl Harbor, parked close up to each other. They were sitting ducks. And with that blow, you would think that it would have been over for the United States of America. But out of that tragedy would come a triumph. When we were challenged to rebuild and restore that fleet so that we can go back out after war was declared against Japan, and of course Germany, an ally to Japan, declared war against us, it was, as we would say, game on. It didn't start out great. As a matter of fact, even later on in 1942, it didn't start out great in the European theater as well with the destructive Battle of Kazarine Pass. But at Pearl Harbor, this nation had to gut check itself. We thought that we could avoid this second great world war. But it ended up coming right to our doorsteps. And in that December day of 1941, I can just imagine what it was like being in this country. Because it was kind of like the Pearl Harbor of our generation, September 11th, 2001. And I remember exactly where I was on that day at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And I got down to the emergency operations center just in time to see the airplane hit the second tower. Then we heard about what happened at the Pentagon. And I had many friends of mine that were there in that section, the Army personnel section, G1 section. Then also we know about the plane crashing 
in the field in Pennsylvania. But we did not have all that technology back then in 1941 to visibly see what would happen on that day. But we still had a spirit. And much the same as the phoenix that rises from the flames, the symbol of my city of birth, Atlanta, Georgia, that was burned to the ground by William Tecumseh Sherman in the Civil War, we rose up from the flames of Pearl Harbor. We committed ourselves to do what was necessary. And we fought across the Pacific until we achieved complete and total victory. And even the initial response of the Doolittle Raiders, some people may say it was symbolic, it did not have that much strategic or operational importance, but it had an importance for the American spirit and the American psyche to say that we were not down and out, that we would reach out, that we would touch you, the ones who had touched us in such a brutal way. Today, the United States and Japan are our allies. But in that day of December the 7th, 1941, we were not. But that just goes to show you that over time, we can set aside even that, which is a tragic day in our history. And we can look forward into the future. And we can reach across the Pacific and shake hands and become allies together against the present day tyranny that we see in China or in North Korea. But one December story tells us that even though we suffered that tragedy, we found a way some four years later to have triumph. The second December story I want to share with you comes from the other side of the theater of World War II, and that was the European theater. Maybe some of you remember the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. See, we had landed on Normandy beaches, Omaha and Utah. The Rangers had scaled the cliffs of Pont du Hoc. The members of the 82nd and the 101st Airborne Divisions had jumped in the night prior and secured key positions, crossroads to restrict the Germans from being able to counterattack against our beach landing forces. The HBO miniseries Band of Brothers was about the 101st Airborne Division. Very near and dear to my heart because they were training in North Georgia, Tacoa Mountains. And there, the men of Easy Company, a part of the 506 Parachute Infantry Regiment, they adopted a Cherokee word as their motto. Still is today. That Cherokee word is Kurahi. And that Cherokee word would come to have an incredible meaning for them in December of 1944. Because so many thought that after landing there in Omaha and Utah beaches and silver, I mean gold and Juno beaches, and we moved across the hedgerows, we ended up going across France, we liberated Paris. We were on the edge of Germany. But Adolf Hitler had one last trick up his sleeve. And in a harsh winter, unlike any that 
Some people would say if ever been seen to that day, they didn't blame it on global warming or climate change. The Germans counterattacked in what was called the Ardennes Offensive. Panzer SS Army units came across, brutally overrunning the Americans who were focused more so in that December of 1944 on Christmas and maybe getting home sooner than they thought. They created what was called a bulge in the Allied forces' lines, and that's why we call it the Battle of the Bulge. And they were focused their efforts as they sought to drive to Antwerp, Belgium, and secure the port there at Antwerp and sue for peace in World War II and bring it to an end. There was one little town in the way. It's called Bastogne. And in the city of Bastogne was the 101st Airborne Division. And this is why that Cherokee nickname, that word Kurihi, came to have such meaning, because Kurihi means stands alone. And the 101st Airborne Division, surrounded by the Nazi German forces, were sent. Brigadier General McAuliffe received a letter requesting their surrender. McAuliffe replied with a simple word, nuts. It inspired those paratroopers, even in those harsh, cold environs that they were in. Even though they were facing shell upon shell upon shell from the artillery of the Germans every day. Even though they could not get reinforcements, could not get aerial resupply because of the cloud cover that was so thick. They stood alone. And they stood alone until finally they broke the Ardennes offensive of the Germans. Their last push, our great stand. See, Pearl Harbor, out of that tragedy, we found triumph and victory. The Battle of the Bulge at Bastogne, when they were surrounded, we saw that resilience. We saw that resolve of the American fighting man when General McAuliffe replied, nuts. In this moment, in this time, we must find the triumph and the victory out of what we see, the tragedy, the open borders, the fentanyl crisis, the human and sex trafficking, the inflation that we're facing, the oil and gas collapse, our energy security is being destroyed, our energy independence is being undermined, our foreign policy, the fact that we are not meeting our recruitment and retention goals in our military. We will find triumph and victory, just as they did after December 7th of 1941, just as they did in December of 1944, the Battle of the Bulge. But the final December story that I want to share with you is about the story that enables us to be here in the greatest nation that the world has ever known, the longest-running constitutional republic that the world has ever known these great United States of America. See, in June of 1775, the United States Army was founded. In October of 1775, the United States Navy. And then November of 1775, the United States Marine Corps. They were stood up before there was a United States. As a matter of fact, the motto of the United States Army is this will defend. What will we defend? We will defend that which is an intangible our commitment to individual liberty and freedom. 
And that was challenged. When the British landed in Boston Harbor in April the 19th of 1775, marching inward toward Concord, Massachusetts, they wanted to destroy weapons and armaments factories. They wanted to make sure that we would stay subjects, not citizens. If you're armed, you're a citizen. If you're disarmed, you're a subject. And on Lexington Green, they took the field and said no. They fired the shot that was heard around the world. So we stood up against an incredible, most powerful military force the world knew at that time. And by December, it was not going very well. We had been run out of New York. The Continental Congress had been, you know, fled Philadelphia. And lo and behold, there they were at Valley Forge. And George Washington turned to a young man. One of the great quotes that I carry with me in my assembly of three by five cards. He asked this young man to write a pamphlet to inspire and encourage the fledgling Americans who didn't yet have a country. And Thomas Paine wrote these impeccable words later on in December of 1776. These are the times which try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of his country, their duty. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. I believe that these words were in the hearts of those who survived Pearl Harbor. I believe that these words were in the hearts of the men of the 101st as they stood alone there at Bastogne. I know that these words were in the hearts of the Americans when they crossed the frozen Delaware River. They attacked the Hessians there at Trenton and won a victory. Yes, America is facing a crisis. There's no doubt about it. We have a president of the United States of America that has traveled to the state of Arizona, a border state, and when asked if he was going to the border and why he was not going to the border, he said there's more important things. There's nothing more important than protecting the sovereignty of our constitutional republic, protecting the safety and security in the lives of American citizens. But I believe in this moment when we look and see what we are facing, the triumph will be so great. So in this December of 2022, do not forget the stories of Pearl Harbor, of Bastogne, of Valley Forge, and of Thomas Paine's words from the crisis. Because these are the times which try men's souls. America does not need summer soldiers and sunshine patriots. As a matter of fact, they say that back when they were marching to attack Trenton, you could follow the trails of the Continental Army because of the blood-soaked snow, because many of them didn't even have shoes. But they gave us this nation. 
Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. But remember the service, the sacrifice, and commitment of so many that have gone before us so that we can be in this great nation. An open presence. But the greatest present that was given to us in America, first of all, eternal life from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His birth. Second, the fact that you can say you're a citizen of these United States of America. Steadfast. Before they burn it down